Hello, human peoples. Welcome back to Fastpast, the history podcast in somewhere close to 30 minutes. As per usual, I am Jason. And I am Megan. And today we are going ham and talking about the entirety of the civilization of Rome. Or something. Well, damn. It's going to be a long episode, isn't it? I feel like it is. Probably. So, uh, buckle your pants and I'll try to keep this as brief as possible while still being informative. Legend has it that one day back in the 8th century BCE, the Roman god Mars, or Ares for you Greek pantheon enthusiasts, had sex with a mortal woman who was queen of Alba Longa, a city along the Tiber River. So, her husband's brother forces her to become a sort of priestess with a vow of chastity. That's a whole other story, and eventually we'll decide to go in depth on the topic. Or not, but we'll figure it out. (laughs) Uh, Anyways, she popped out a set of twins, Romulus and Remus, sons of Mars. But the king of Alba Longa, the local city territory place, uh, ordered that they be drowned in the Tiber River because he wouldn't allow any heirs to the throne to usurp him. They were said to be rescued by a mother wolf, and there is a famous sculpture portraying two babies suckling on a wolf. Yeah. That's them. Mm. So she raises the boys. They kill their uncle person. (laughs) And reinstate their birth mother's husband and leave to found their own cities on some neighboring hills. But apparently Remus was talking a bit of shit about Romulus's walls during the build process. So Romulus just killed Remus. And then he took his brother's city that he was building and then added it to his own city. And he became the king of Rome which he humbly named after himself in BCE 753. See, that's funny because that's exactly what's happening in this podcast. See, I'm keeping Jason comfortable while he builds a wall that's just a little bit less good than mine, and then I'm going to tear down his wall and take all of Fast Past for myself. I'm going to murder my co-star. This this is premeditated now. So if I suddenly disappear... <laughs> uh, it wasn't you it wasn't know me. exactly what happened no it wasn't it wasn't me let's see where the loyalty lies when you die jay premeditated anyways uh rome was started as a kingdom and not an empire though spoilers that comes later spoiler alert so rome was founded under a monarchical system more kings followed after romulus but not in a hereditary fashion it didn't pass from father to son so the king would have a senate but this senate was purely administrative at best to the king who ruled the absolute monarchy and when the king died the senate would have one member step up to lead for a short span of time as a sort of interim king while elections could be held and that's how the kings switched hands there were a few assassinations and a total of uh seven roman kings but before the fall of the monarchy in bce 509 uh which is almost a solid 250 years so not bad. Honestly, though, like, if I knew that, like, as a senator, like, I'm a senator, right? And I'm like, wow, if this king dies, like, I could be king. Like, I'd assassinate someone. I know this is the second time I've said I'd murder someone on my podcast. Your uh, podcast. Our <laughs> podcast. Oh, Jason, for the first time I'm taking over, I told you. That's the murder. Our podcast for now. Um, oh, God. I would murder someone. I feel like it's pretty... I'm surprised there's only seven assassinations. Oh. No, there was only, only one. Few. There was said- There was a few assassinations, but... Maybe like two or three, yeah, opposed I, to like six, because the whole 
a couple of them died of age. I say I feel like today, like if if we were in like uh, the U.S. the U.S. Senate, and they were like, "Yo, if you kill Donald Trump, you become president." President. I feel like I, I feel, feel like, like the Hunger Games up in there. Oh yeah, politics <laughs> suddenly becomes the Hunger Games. But that's what happened with the last king. He murdered his predecessor. Cool. And he became king. He was King Lucius Tarquinius Superbus, a.k.a. Tarkin the Proud. And he allowed his son to rape a virtuous noblewoman by the name of Lucretia without repercussion. Yeah, no, he deserves to be the last king. At least, at least, okay, at least here there, there's repercussions for his actions of letting his son just rape people i feel like today that that doesn't happen so good good on you rome good on you yeah the people had they put up with a bunch of shit from uh tarkin because apparently he did a bunch of cruel shit to them cool compared to like all the other chill predecessors is that they're like no nah, we're not taking this you have to die Get so on your dirty goblin <laughs> damn if that's how you truly feel you wrote that line you wrote that line you wrote that line it wasn't me it was you I'm this is your a, podcast i'm put up on a poll who wrote that line so, with the downfall of the last king, um, the monarchy was converted into what they call res publica. It, it, it's in Latin, so I'm probably saying it wrong. I'm assuming that's Latin for republic? Pretty much. Res publica meant uh, property of the people, which is where the word republic is derived from. So, the powerless senate that served the kings had now been given complete control, pretty much. Uh, these senators would also hold elections annually to elect two consuls who would lead the country and the military. The common people were allowed to vote, too. Oh, but common people, you mean only men, right? Well, not only was it only men, but only men who owned a land. So this is exactly what happened in early America, as we learned from our last episode. Thank you, Trevor. And not only early, not only only men who owned land, only men who owned land in Rome. So if I was, like, outside the city of Rome, like, I was just outside the city borders, and I was like, look at this land I have, they'd be like, guess who can't fucking vote? Like, if it's public land, yes, but, like, as they began to expand their territory into, like, other areas, mm -hmm. those people wouldn't be allowed to vote. Oh, really? Yeah, so if you're, like, directly Roman, yeah, you can vote. Even if you're, like, outside the city walls, if you're, like, a Roman citizen, mm -hmm. you have the right to vote. But if you're, like, a part of the territory, but not a part of, the, like, the, the central bit that is rome you can't you can't vote that's so elitist eh. that's rome yeah rome is split into two separate bodies the patricians and the plebeians the patricians were those nobles who had the opportunity to, to become senators and the plebeians were just common folk we're plebeians yeah and the patricians were forced to give up power uh to be senators and uh to get elected because if they didn't give up any power, it's like, oh, yeah, it's all about us. But if they didn't give up any of that power, they wouldn't get elected. So they had to seem more humble to get elected. Yes. Gotcha. So the Republic was started in 509 BCE, but it wasn't until 300 BCE that the Senate became centralized and the recognized political power. Mm. So during the 209-year transition period <laughs> was um, anarchy. And not in the way that you would expect conventional anarchy. Anarchy, as defined by Merriam-Webster, is A, an absence of government, and B, a state of lawlessness or political disorder due to the absence of governmental authority. So while it wasn't death and destruction everywhere, it was a time of political disorder while the Senate gathered its power. I feel like, uh, are we in that transitional period here in America? Because I feel like it's pretty fucking anarcho an anarchical. And anarchy-ish? What is the word for that? 
anarchical? Probably. I don't know words, dude. I'm not good at that. I feel like we're in that anarchy period, at least. Working on it. We're, we're getting there. working on it, yeah. Yeah. We just need to overthrow the corrupt king. <laughs> wow. During the time of political disorder in 450 BCE, the first Roman law code was made and engraved on 12 bronze tablets, and they were displayed in the center of the city, which was seen as the place of important religious, political, and social activities. Which is interesting that they chose to put like laws on tablets because if we think back to biblical stuff even though i'm not religious i do know this they had the 10 commandments mm -hmm. on stone tablets mm -hmm. they were like hmm, i think this worked in 1300 bce so let's do it again in 450 bce oh yeah i, I heard a story once so that somebody <laughs> did this with stone we're fancier than them let's do bronze <laughs> this is a lot of information and it's wild because we didn't even get a chance to talk about um they're military exploits, because Rome is all about military. So let's flash back to 390 BCE, and we would see that Rome is being burned down by the Gauls, and the Romans are rebounding under the leadership of a man named uh, Camillus. Eventually, they gained control of the whole Italian peninsula in 264 BCE, and then they also got involved in the Punic Wars with Carthage, and it wasn't until the Third Punic War that Rome burned Carthage down. There was also the Macedonian Wars and their expansion to the east. Damn, they did spread fast, didn't they? Like measles in a school where kids don't get vaccinated. America, wake up. But unlike measles, there's some <laughs> benefit to Roman conquest. Rome benefit quite a lot from their more advanced cultures, such as Greece. They adopted their religious pantheon, even though the, all the gods suddenly had an aspect of war to them and their names changed due to translation. But... That's just Rome, very war-centric. And they learned a lot from the Greeks, such as uh, they adopted their culture, they adopted their art style, their writings, and a lot more. And they also created things as well, like aqueducts, uh, using arches and uh, architecture, sewers, roads and highways, and they adopted some parts of Greek theater. Mm -hmm. I'm only mentioning that because my theater major feels like I have to. Like they would... Um, like when they invaded Rome, uh, Rome they invaded, invaded uh, Britain... They set up a bunch of uh, theaters. Yeah. Like just out in public that were like based on the Greek theaters, but they couldn't exactly replicate it. So they just, they just did theaters. Yeah. Cool how things uh, get passed down. Yeah. As you will. They also did like stuff like uh, Roman numerals for maths and uh, there was evidence they had newspapers. On papyrus. I believe so. Yeah. Which is crazy because think about it. We didn't figure out paper for a long time that lasted. Mm -hmm. uh, ancient Rome developed concrete. They made grid-like cities. They didn't invent the idea of grid-like cities, but they used it well. And they even created a bunch of early medical equipment. Which makes sense, because in a war-based civilization like Rome, they need to know how to stop bleeding and stop people from dying so they could fight longer, because if everyone's dying... Who's gonna who's fight? Who's gonna fight, yeah. Exactly. The Romans were interesting like that, but with all the culture, inventions, and expansion, you would think everything's going well for them. It wasn't? No. I'm going to assume this is where we get into the fall of the Republic. Exactly, but why did it fall apart? Well, it probably had something to do with the growing wage disparity between classes. Also, the fact that the wealthy landowners were pushing the poor farmers from the public land, and the plebeians could do nothing about it because the upper class wouldn't let anyone from the lower class have any say in government, and the Senate became almost entirely elitist, vying only for their power and benefit, and not those for the people as a whole. Are... 
Are you talking about America <laughs> or, or Rome? Those who don't learn from history are doomed to repeat it. Uh, well, um, either way, that was exactly how the Republic started to fall. Oh, yeah, and the government silenced any political opponent that sought to reform this broken and corrupt system. Are you sure we're still talking about Rome? Oh, no, we're talking about both, I feel like, at this point. But it's not my fault that the vicious cycle continues unabated. So in uh, <laughs> 107 BCE, Gaius Marius won his first of six terms as consul. But, um, but by 91 BCE, he was struggling to maintain control. And in 82 BCE, General Sulla took the lead and he eventually retired. Now, General Sulla is also called Sulla the Fortunate. I learned about him in class because he's one of the Roman uh, dictator, emperor, whatevers, that died having sex with his mistress, like died like balls deep in his mistress. He also was really interesting because he spread a rumor that Julius Caesar was gay. Damn. Sulla the Fortunate, everyone. And uh, one of Sulla's old supporters, Pompey, filled his shoes as consul before leading a campaign against pirates in the Mediterranean. When Pompey returned, he formed an uneasy alliance with these two dudes, which ended up becoming the first triumvirate. Uh, these two dudes were uh, Marcus Licinius Crassus, who suppressed the slave riot led by Spartacus, who was in fact a real person, and an upcoming name in the political game, Gaius Julius Caesar. I feel like we should just totally stab him. Yeah, I don't know. He has, like, a very stabbable face. And a name that just makes me want to, like, ah, a knife in the back, you know? Yeah. Third so, time I've been talking about murder now. <laughs> that's three. You're scaring me now. Well, now I'm worried. So, in 54 BCE, Pompey's wife, who was Caesar's daughter, died. Mm. And then uh, Licinius Crassus also died in a military campaign. Pompey took full control, and the triumvirate fell apart. Pompey would then go on to gather allies and undermine Caesar, but Caesar was having none of it and returned home with one of his legions of men and ignited civil war, which always has to happen, mm -hmm. which he won. Yep. In 45 BCE, Julius Caesar was dictator of Rome, and people didn't like that too much. I don't blame them. When a political person becomes somewhat dictatorish, uh, I, I too would hate that. Are we talking about Rome or America? So a year later, on the Ides of March... Does that sound familiar? I feel like it should. <laughs> they got together and they totally stabbed Caesar. Oh, damn. Like a whole bunch. Uh, if you really want to know about that, you should read the play uh, Julius Caesar by Shakespeare. But his great nephew, Octavian, and consulate Mark Antony crushed the rebellion led by Brutus and, and Cassius. Mark Antony, Octavian, and his ex-consul Lepidius? Lepidus. Lepidus? Lepidus. Got together to form a second triumvirate triumvirate why can't i say words it's a day um but tensions developed between them and in 31 bce octavian killed mark antony and queen, Cleo queen cleopatra who were like fucking um and in 29 bce octavian took over all the power unto himself and in 27 bce he gave himself the title of augustus and became the first emperor of rome fun fact uh julius caesar and augustus were um they had the two months named after them. Yeah. July and August, which is why the months are weird because November, uh, Nove is like, uh, nine is supposed to be like nine. And then December is supposed to be 10, like Deca. So we're only supposed to have 10 months. We were supposed to have 10 months, but then Julius Caesar and Augustus rolled up and it's like, Hey, we want to be months as well. So everything got thrown off. That's like, uh, like when Rafael Trujillo was like, Hey, I want this whole city named after me and this mountain and this piece of land. 
Yeah. Yeah. All really, dictators are really alike. humble people. So, Augustus and several of the following emperors, if they were liked well enough, they would become deities in their own right. The dynasties, the dynasty that followed with uh, names like the unpopular Tiberius, the unstable Caligula, Claudius, who conquered Britain, and lastly, Nero. Nero. There were like four other emperors, though, they, that followed Nero, but they weren't impactful enough to actually be remembered, so Nero is remembered as like the last emperor. So, Nero lived to excess, consistently. Flung wealth around like it was nobody's business, but because he's the head of the country, the Senate took after his example and did the exact same thing. Fun fact about Nero, he had a tutor named Seneca. Seneca was a famous Roman playwright. So Seneca was like, hey, Nero, what you're doing? It's kind of fucked up, my man. Since, you know, I'm tutoring you. I, I gotta let you know. And Nero was like, hey, Seneca, kill yourself. Goddamn. And then Seneca had to kill himself. And that is how the Roman playwright Seneca died. How fucked up is that? Uh, quite. There's also, like, a bunch of other weird shit going on with uh, Caligula, who was Nero's uncle. Mm. Nero just being an absolute fucking batshit insane emperor person. Now, I, I know that it could be because they used to line their pottery with lead, and mm -hmm. then they filled wine in it, so a lot of the emperors that went crazy, there was one that, like, made his horse a senator. It was because they were going through lead poisoning. Yep. Uh, like pretty much all of the things that Caligula has done because he's unstable, he's bloodthirsty he, as he's been known in history. Lead poisoning. Probably. He went mad from lead poisoning. That's pretty sad. Many people believe that this was the fall of the Roman Empire, but it wasn't until 476 AD uh, that a Germanic prince disposed the last emperor. In the time between Nero and the fall, man, did everything go wrong. The empire grew and expanded, and then the leaders would die and divide, and power vacuum would follow, usually leading to civil war, mm -hmm. which always has to happen. Always has to happen. <laughs> the empire switched over to Christianity, and mm -hmm. then back, and mm -hmm. then back to Christianity. Mm -hmm. Many providences and territories would, would be gained and lost, and the lack of money that came from Nero's excessive spending led to financial problems in an empire that had pretty much become a balloon. Yeah, they expanded past their own means, like, to the point where it's like, when is the balloon going to pop? And then when it did, there was no recovery. And for those of you wondering about the Holy Roman Empire, stop it. Get, Get some, some help. help. Stop it, like, right now. Don't even think about it. Because one day, one day, we will explain why the Holy Roman Empire was not holy, nor Roman, nor an empire. <laughs> but that's where we are, and the rest is history. If you have any recommendations for upcoming episodes, you can DM us on Fast Pass Twitter, which is at fast past one and mm -hmm. before you come at me i did make a whole ass tweet so i'm taking care of the twitter not a half ass tweet a whole ass a tweet? whole ass tweet i call myself out for making a historical inaccuracy oh dang last episode i wonder who could figure out if you want to also ask for sources or you want to give us a recommendation you could give us an email which is fastpastpodcast at gmail.com uh thank you for tuning in again this episode uh, and uh and bye bye, -bye. Ba -ba -da -ba.